Section 8 of History of New Brunswick. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Roger Moline. History of New Brunswick by Peter Fisher. Section 8. Section 2. Sunbury. Sunbury joins York on the northwest, Northumberland on the northeast, Queens on the southeast, and Charlotte on the southwest. It stretches along both sides of the River St. John and contains four parishes with a population of 3,227 inhabitants. This is the smallest county in the province, not being over 20 miles in length. It is, however, the oldest settled part of the River St. John. The first establishment of any consequence on the river was made at this place in 1761 by a number of families from Massachusetts, who, having obtained a grant of a township on the River St. John from the British government, after exploring different parts of the country, settled at Majorville. Here they were joined at different periods during the Troubles in America by several more families from New England. These settlers made improvements on both sides of the river and called the whole district Sunbury. The first commission of the peace for this place was dated 11th August, 1766, and for holding courts of common pleas, 1770. The courts of justice mere held here till 1783, when the American War being ended and the Loyalists having settled in different parts of the country, the Supreme Court was removed to St. John and afterwards established at Fredericton, which was made the permanent seat of government and has remained so ever since. The parishes of Majorville and Sheffield, on the eastern side of the river, are situated on a strip of rich intervale, which being annually overflowed, yield abundant crops and are rich in pastures. The farms are well improved and stocked with abundance of cattle. The houses are in many parts neat and improving in appearance, and the settlers in general substantial landholders and good husbandmen. This is a delightful part of the country for wheel carriages, the road being a continued level along the margin of the river, which is occasionally hid from the view of the traveler by lofty trees and shrubs along the banks, which break off the piercing winds in winter and afford a pleasant shade in summer. The road is, however, unsafe in many places where the freshets have scooped away the banks and indented the road with small gullies, which, being neglected by the inhabitants, endanger the overturning of carriages. In the rear of these parishes are a chain of lakes which communicate with each other and discharge their waters into the Grand Lake and from thence by the Gemseg into the St. John. Most of these lakes are environed with excellent land and have settlements along their banks. There is a church belonging to the establishment in Majorville with a resident pastor. There are two meeting houses in Sheffield, one belonging to the seceders and the other to the Methodists. They have both settled ministers and good congregations. The parishes of Lincoln and Burton are opposite the parishes just described, on the western side of the river. They are situated on high land interspersed with intervale. 
they are well settled and the farms generally well cultivated. The river Oromocto intersects these parishes. This is an extensive stream well settled in many places, having several branches which wind through the country to a great distance. Some of these streams are settled, and mills are built at different places. The main road from Fredericton to St. Andrews crosses this river a little above the falls, where a blockhouse was constructed during the war for military purposes. There is an extensive tract of wild meadow along the course of this river, which yields a great quantity of coarse grass and affords an extensive range for cattle, after the water has drained off in the summer. The land of the Oromocto and its tributary streams is generally of a good quality, but in common with most all the streams in this province very subject to frost. The mouth of the Oromocto being very deep, is a very eligible place for shipbuilding, which is prosecuted here to considerable extent, timber, etc., being floated down the river in great abundance. There was formerly a good herring fishery at the falls in this river, but a mill having been built near that place it has dwindled to nothing. There is a church at the mouth of the Oromocto on the Burton side, in which divine service is occasionally performed by the rector of Majorville. There is likewise a courthouse in Burton, nearly in ruins, where the county courts are held. A stream called Swan Creek runs through Burton, but has nothing peculiar to merit a particular description. Three valuable islands lie in this part of the River St. John, called the Oromocto, Middle, and Majors Island. Ox Island runs parallel with Major's Island. It is small and forms shoals near it which impede the navigation. There are also shoals at the Aramocto, which are nearly impassable for large vessels in the dry part of the season. Section 3. Queens. This county joins Sunbury on the northwest, Charlotte on the southwest, Northumberland on the northeast, and Kings on the southeast. It lies on both sides of the River St. John and contains four parishes with a population of 4,741 inhabitants. This is a good country for stock, having a number of fine islands within its limits. The inhabitants are principally agriculturalists who have well-improved farms and good stocks of cattle. The land is of an excellent quality and in general well cultivated. The soil along the bank of the river in the parish of Waterborough is equaled by none in the province for fertility. As the country descends to the Gemseg, the rich sediment deposited by the annual overflowing of the river produces the most luxuriant vegetation, and although the farmer can seldom commence his labors till June, yet so productive is the soil that in a few weeks the country exhibits the most exuberant vegetation. Indian corn flourishes in this parish in the highest perfection, the soil being a light rich loam and the country level so as to receive the full effect of the sun. Small grain, grass, and roots are also produced here in the greatest abundance. 
Indeed, a more fertile district can scarcely be conceived than the land from Majorville to the Gemzeg. The observations that were made about the road through Majorville and Sheffield Mill likewise apply here, very little attention having of late been paid to them, and it is probable that the statute labor is but seldom fully performed in any of those parishes. There is a convenient chapel belonging to the Baptists in Waterborough, which has a stated minister and numerous congregation. After crossing the Gemzeg, the country rises, and the parish of Wickham exhibits some well-improved farms in pleasant and sightly situations. The Grand Lake, the largest body of inland water in the province, lies back of Waterborough. It is nearly thirty miles long and from three to nine wide. A large stream called Salmon River falls into it near the head. This stream is well timbered with pine. A short portage leads from this stream to the waters communicating with the river Miramichi. This lake discharges its waters into the St. John by a narrow gut called Gemseg, which is about thirty rods wide and very deep. The country on the western side of this lake is in many places low and marshy, having the French and Macapete lakes in its neighborhood, which are settled in places. The country in the vicinity of the Grand Lake abounds with coal, which is found of a good quality, particularly at a creek called Newcastle, where large quantities have been dug. A stratum is generally found near the surface of the earth, the first layer of coal being about eighteen inches in depth, and they are found to improve in quality in proportion to the depth of the veins. The layers are nearly horizontal and are probably a continuation of the strata found at Cape Breton, which has been ascertained to proceed in a southwestern direction from that island to Nova Scotia and New Brunswick. The Grand Lake is well settled and has a resident minister belonging to the established church. It has likewise a Methodist chapel, but no stated minister of that denomination. Another large lake called Washadamoke lies a little below the Gemseg and is separated from the Grand Lake by a range of highland. This lake is from twenty-four to thirty miles long and from two to three miles wide. A stream falls into this lake called the Washetamoke River, which rises near the bend of the Petit-Kodiak. It has a settlement along its banks called New Canaan. There is a mixture of intervals and upland along this settlement, well covered with timber of various kinds. The Washetamoke Lake is well settled and empties into the St. John, opposite Long Island. The parishes on the western side of the river are Gagetown and Hampstead. Gagetown is regularly laid out and is a county town. It has a handsome church with a settled pastor, a courthouse and jail with several fine private buildings. As was observed before, several fine islands lie in this county. One of them, named Long Island, is six miles in length and well improved. It has a neat church in which divine service is occasionally performed. 
it has likewise a tavern with as good accommodations and as well kept as any in the country the streams in this county on the western side of the river have nothing peculiar to merit a particular description gagetown creek runs past the township of that name and facilitates the navigation of that part of the country and the Ochnabog is the tunnel through which the waters of a small lake of that name are discharged into the St. John. I must not forget to notice that in front of Gagetown there is a bend in the river, which some ill-natured person has saddled with the forbidding name of No Man's Friend, although there is nothing unfriendly about the place, and it should rather be called Pleasant Reach as the adjoining country is very pleasant. A new parish has lately been erected in this county, called Brunswick, which lies back of Waterborough and Wickham, and comprehends the settlement of New Canaan and the district adjoining. Section 4. Kings County. Kings County lies likewise on both sides of the River St. John, and is bounded on the north by a line running southwest and northeast from the south point of Spoon Island in the River St. John, on the east by Northumberland and Westmoreland, on the west by Charlotte, and on the south by the county of St. John. It contains 7,930 inhabitants. It comprehends the Long Reach, the Kennebecasis, and Belle Isle, and is divided into the following parishes, Westfield, Greenwich, Kingston, Springfield, Norton, Sussex, and Hampton. Kingston has a township regularly laid out, which bears the name of the parish. It has a neat church, with a resident minister, and a number of neat buildings, which make a fine appearance. The courthouse, however, is a considerable distance from the town. The settlers in most parts of this parish have the appearance of comfort and affluence, although the land is inferior in fertility to most of the other parishes. The parish of Sussex has a church with a resident minister and an academy for the instruction of the Indians, but little good has accrued to these wanderers from that institution. A beautiful strip of land lies in this parish called the Vale of Sussex which is highly cultivated and covered with excellent houses and barns. Agriculture is in general well attended to, and its effects are evident in independent farmers, good stocks of cattle, and an air of comfort and cheerfulness, the sure returns of industry and husbandry. The roads and bridges are in good order and well attended to. The great road of communication passes through this vale to Westmoreland. The river Kennebecasis intersects this county and falls into the St. John near the Boar's Head. This is a considerable stream and has several islands scattered through its course. It is navigable upwards of twenty miles for vessels of any burden and sixty miles farther for small vessels and boats. It is well adapted for shipbuilding, having abundance of excellent timber in its neighborhood, and several vessels are annually built here for the merchants of St. John. The Nerepis, another considerable stream, falls
falls into the St. John at the foot of the Long Reach. This river runs a considerable distance into the country and has a settlement along its banks. There are two quarries of excellent plaster of Paris on the river Kennebecasis. There is likewise a salt spring in this part of the country, from which small quantities of salt have been made by the Indians and inhabitants settled near the place, which has proved of an excellent quality for the table, and there can be no doubt of its possessing valuable medicinal qualities, but no attention has yet been paid to analyze it. Great quantities of sugar are extracted from the sugar maple in this county. Upwards of 10,000 pounds have been made in a year of that valuable article in one parish. Several of the parishes in this county have churches, some of which have stated pastors, and others are supplied occasionally. Section 5. St. John. This county is bounded northerly by a line running east-northeast and west-southwest from the southernmost part of the Kennebecasis Island, westwardly by a north line from Point Lepro, eastwardly by Hopewell Township, and on the southward by the Bay of Fundy. It has four parishes, the city of St. John, Portland, Lancaster, and St. Martin's. It contains a population of 12,907 inhabitants. This county has several fine harbors, the principal of which is the harbor of St. John, at the mouth of the St. John River, and which was noticed in the description of the city. This harbor has a valuable fishery for salmon, herring, and shad. Formerly, from two to three thousand barrels of shad 20,000 barrels of herrings, and a vast quantity of salmon were taken here annually, but the fishery has fallen off very much of late years. A cod fishery might also be prosecuted to advantage not far from Partridge Island, but this is totally neglected. The other harbors are Quaco, Musquash, and Depu Harbor down the bay, which have nothing particular. They have water sufficient for vessels of 400 tons burden. The lands in the county and along the seaboard are not so good for farming as those in the interior. They are generally very rocky and uneven. In many places they are mere barrens being covered with a stunted growth of shrubs. There are, however, good spots intermixed, and many places that formerly appeared doomed to sterility have been brought under a good state of cultivation. Great improvements have lately been made in farming in this county. Many new settlements have been formed and are rapidly improving. Several merchants and persons of property in the city of St. John have lately improved farms in its vicinity, particularly on the marsh and at Loch Lamond. It will certainly be a great advantage to the province if men who possess capital employ a part of it in improving the country. By this means many poor districts of sterile land may be reclaimed and improved by the wealth of the city, to the great advantage of individuals and benefit of the settlement where such improvements are made, as the citizen will lay out from year to year no more than he can spare from his other pursuits 
and this, when the land is once brought to a good state of cultivation, will richly repay him, while the indigent settler will have labor brought home to his own door to enable him to subsist while he improves a small spot for himself, which without such a resource he could not attempt. A great strip of marsh lies contiguous to the city, some of which is diked and yields excellent grass. The whole district is rapidly improving to the great advantage of the city. Several wealthy citizens have lately made great improvements here, and some fine seats are nearly completed. The parish of Portland contains Old Fort Howe. This fort is situated on a rugged hill at the mouth of the River St. John, and completely commands the harbor. Portland is well built up, but the road near the fort is very narrow, and in a wretched state, considering that it is the only thoroughfare from the city to the Indian house, so-called, which is situated in front of the bay, just above the falls, and where vessels and boats come to, going and coming to wait for the tide, and where passengers from all parts of the river land, and frequently walk over the tongue of land to St. John, which is a little more than a mile. Passengers likewise going up the river in the steamboat or sloops usually ride or walk from St. John to the Indian House, and baggage and goods of all descriptions are transported above the falls by this route, which keeps the road continually thronged and points out the necessity of having a good and safe communication in such a public place. There is no public place of worship in Portland of any denomination. The inhabitants resort to the different places of worship in the city. The settlements of Quaco, Manawaganish, Musquash, etc., are in a flourishing state. Considerable progress has been made in agriculture, and there is reason to believe the country round the bay shore is rich in minerals. Manganese has been found at Quaco and the adjoining district which has been sent to the United States and is said to be of a good quality. End of section 8 Recording by Roger Moline